Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Coming up in this edition of TV Black Box, Robert Irwin says, I'm a celebrity, get me into the jungle. Plus, Amazon plays hardball with Aussie broadcasters and big news on who is set to replace Jock Zonfrillo on MasterChef. Welcome to the podcast where people in the industry get their news. This is TV Black Box. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is TV Black Box, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Did you like that, Robbo? Oh, I love that I'm a celebrity. Intro. Oh, I'm a celebrity. There. Get me in there. Yeah, yeah. get me yeah. in And, and look, me fair I, I can't into think there. of too many celebrities that I would say that to, that I would go, hey, excuse me, my name's David Robbo. Um, can I get in you? And I can't think of too many celebrities <laughs> I would say that to. But I'll, I'll reveal my list at the end of the episode. That's a promo for you. Well, thank you, David Robinson. I'm Rob McKnight, and also joining us tonight is Abby Mickelson. Hello, Abby. <laughs> Hello, Rob. Um, I am recording tonight on Darramurugul land and would like to pay my respects to the elders past and present of this land. And you never know when we're recording and what goes in the pod. Monkey <laughs> Moccasin, welcome to the podcast. Good evening, Robert Robertson-Nimmons, uh and Abby oh. and uh, Dave. I don't know what's going on. David Robert Dave. Robertson. Who the hell is Dave? Dave? <laughs> Who's da- Dave? I don't even know. Yeah, Dave. Oh, Dave's here, mate. Yeah, I think we'll just start this again. Hi, I'm Mulk and welcome to the thing. Um, I look, Rob and everyone, it's great to see you and everyone listening. I'm recording tonight on the land of the Duck and Jung mob and I clearly can't English anymore. Mm. <laughs> That's okay. I could never English. All right, True. let's get into the news stories of the week because it's been another week and that means another TV black box exclusive. And this time we've revealed who will be joining Julia Morris in the jungle. The new co-host of I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here is none other than wildlife warrior Robert Irwin. He reportedly beat out Peter Hellier, Joel Creasy and Bo Ryan, just to name a few for the gig. Ten have not confirmed or denied the news. They are expected to make the announcement at their upcoming intimate upfront. Abby, uh, gotta say, bloody hell, there's a lot of pressure on this one because it's gone international. And uh, I do stand by it. It's a trusted sources. So, you know, I'm, I'm feeling confident, but until Channel 10 confirm it, you get a little bit shaky. But what do you reckon, Robert Irwin? I think this is a great choice. I think it's really good. I also, it's funny you were saying that because you've had a bit of complaining over the past couple of weeks about never getting credit for exclusives. This time, (laughs) everyone is crediting you. And if you are wrong, like, we'll have to shut down the whole website. It's just, it can't go. And if you're right, you're never going to hear the end of it. 30 years of credibility comes down to this moment, Abby. (laughs) Exactly. Um, No, I think it's a really interesting choice. I'm happy about it. I think. 
it's nice that they're trying something a bit different. Those other names that were all kind of in the running that you spoke about, it's a bit same, same. Yeah, and it, I agree. Like it reminds me, we talked about it when the Logies nominations came out. It's the same people every single mm. year. So I'm, I'm kind of excited that there's some fresh talent in there. I really like Robert Irwin. Um, my only thing that I think he's going to struggle, not struggle with, but I think that will go against him in this, is this Chris Brown had the same issue, is that... And I, the backlash for this grows every year is having a vet and a wildlife warrior, whatever that really means, on a show that doesn't treat animals the best is a little bit. Those animals are treated wonderfully until they're cut up and their balls are fed to the uh, host. They're, they're treated yeah, wonderfully. Yeah, and until they throw the live snakes in a tiny container to stress them out. Yeah, it's really, it's really a fun time. But... Oh, I Jesus. think that's the Talk only thing that... taking away Australian entertainment. Oh. <laughs> no, I just, I, it's why I struggle to watch the show. Every year I think I'm going to give it a go and then I watch the first half an hour and I'm like, oh, this makes me uncomfortable. So I just think that's the only thing and because he his life has been with animals and how he cares for animals and things like that, it just is a bit of a contradiction. But I think he'll do really well and I'm excited in terms of him stepping into TV in general that will hopefully lead to other things. Mark, it'll be interesting when Julia does all those jokes about cracking on to him, the 19-year-old. Uh, yeah, Australian Ooh, TV's cougar of the moment is going to find a whole <laughs> new opportunity for jokes that could only get even more awkward. I think it will be a lot of fun, and I definitely think that the writers that work with Julia and now Robert, we presume, they'll find their moment. They'll work out that niche and how they play together and what that looks like. Um, I agree that there's possibly some compromise-ish kind of ethical stuff, Abby, but I think what we will see actually is possibly Robert have some influence in that case and see how that changes and shapes the show in the same way. I'm keen to see the pairing. I'll tune in. I need to to check this out. I'm a big fan of Julia and I'm, I'm, I haven't made my decision on Robert Irwin yet, so I'm keen to see him. I like him. Oh, he's, I think he's a great guy, but as a presenter, like I, he's definitely got the crikey Irwin thing down, but I just don't know how it's going to go in a different format is what I'm getting at. You know you know what? I mm. saw him filling in for Sam Mack on Sunrise. I thought he did a really, really good job, and he's not over the top and, like his dad used to be. But that's he's also a really great dad, that's a that's great a good thing. thing that's been running now with Rob Irwin replacing Sam Mack, which is obviously yeah. now cooked because he's going to Channel 10. And just by the way, that, that this will be announced at 10's Intimate Upfronts. Intimate is code for us not getting an invite, Rob. Yeah, I did love yeah, that. Yeah, well, what's the intimate upfronts? You know, 10 people, 20 people? No, 200 of their best friends. It's just everyone minus TV black box, I think, is what they meant by that. Probably. Where is the love, Channel 10? Where is the we love? To, you know, Channel people 10, hurt, we used to be crying. lovers. Now we can't be friends. We can't even be friends, <laughs> Channel 10? Come on, I, enough waters under the bridge. Let me come to your shindig. Let's rub shoulders. <laughs> What is wrong with you tonight? <laughs> I think, um, so I'm going to talk about a cartoon show that I used to produce and that was, there, there was a male and a female who, who did it. Um, the male was considered to be the funny one and the girl was to be the supportive role, the straight kind of, um, you know, the, the Bert to the Don. Um, um, I, and I'm not going to take anything away from her. She was very funny in her own right. But when they worked together in that kind of role, uh, they did magic. They performed magic and, and they delivered magic. Um, what needs to happen here is that, look, I've always said, look, Dr Chris Brown is, you know, a fine enough presenter. You give him a script, he can read it, he can present it, that's fine. Um, is there much to bounce off there? I don't think so, and I've always said that. What I think we need to develop here is that Julia Morris is a wonderful comedic talent. 
um, can improvise, can bounce off. What Robert Irwin needs to do, you know, what, what the producers need to do on this show is to maintain the fact that um, you are the straight guy. Robert, you are not to yes. be the funny guy. You are to respond yeah. to. And in, in those moments, and, I, and I'm talking about the cartoon show again, um, in those moments, um, the presenter was, was wonderful. She was absolutely brilliant. I, I adore her and I adore her still to this day, and she, she brought so much to the show. Um, but, but you've got the wacky and you've got the straight. If you try and make both the wacky, it does not work. And I think that um, mm. producers of I'm a Celebrity tried it for so long to say that they're both on the same level. They are not. And it's okay to be on different levels. It's the hey, hey principle, isn't it, Robbo, where you had Daryl who played ultimately Correct. a bit of a wacky guy, but he was the straight guy when it was Denise or when it was Jackie Mack Correct. or any of that sort of stuff. And, that's, and that is the problem now. Everyone wants that moment of going, well, I'm the funny one. You will be the funny one if you know your role in the in in in, in the scheme of things. Um, she will. Uh, um, Julia Morris is a great uh, presenter and will allow him to have those moments. So she is not someone who will take away from him. Um, yes. But he he doesn't need to compete with her. She will give him moments to deliver. If he doesn't deliver, that's okay. She's there to help him. That's the main thing on this kind of proposal. I, I also agree with Abby. Um, we are seeing a new name here. I think the other names would have competed. Um, there would have been no cohesion. It would have been, I'm funny, I'm funny, I'm funny, I'm funny. No. We need someone like Robert Irwin who is not traditionally comedic but can also deliver a fun line, can support. Mm. This is a great pairing. If this is true, this is the best thing that can happen to that show if. since it began. You're like Channel 10 saying, who are you speculating, Rob? And I replied back to them, since when do I speculate? Got my knickers in a knot about that one. Jeepers, but, uh, creepers. Anyway. You are in all sorts of fire tonight, McKnight. Uh, well, you know, I, 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 I... See, this is why I'm not the funny one. No, you can't English on. either. <laughs> <laughs> it's everyone against Amazon with both the government and major broadcasters criticising their new advertising cut demands. Amazon gave broadcasters just three weeks' notice that when someone watches their programming through the Amazon Fire TV, they will demand 30% of the advertising revenue. Amazon claimed they need the revenue to improve their devices and explained this deal has been in place since 2018 in the US. Mulk, this is outrageous. Now, is it, though? Well, here's the thing. I think if Amazon said we're going to charge you a fee... Sure. ...to get placement, then maybe there's something in that and that can be negotiated. But to say, for every viewer watching, we're going to take 30% of your revenue, I, I mean, that's just not doable. It, that means for every $100 a broadcaster earns, Amazon takes $30. Sure, and that's probably the net income for some of the streamers from the commercial channels right now is their total income for the day. So, you know, well done. 30 bucks is not bad. Yeah, but we're talking about prominence on... Uh, look, this is obviously an Amazon... The whole prominence debate TV, is, a, is a sham, right? Let's just go straight there. This is Amazon's proprietary hardware that they're talking about. If If... 7, 9, and 10, as the example, don't want to be on the fire stick, don't be on the fire stick. Amazon can make it so that they're not on there. We're not going to pay your extortionary money. We all move on with life. That's how consumerism works. As far as when it comes to the prominence argument around who needs to be first and we want to have our free-to-air channels in front of our streaming channels and stuff when you open up your smart TV menus and those sorts of things, mate, like we know right now that there are commercial agreements that exist between 
streaming networks and probably even commercial channels with like your Samsungs and your LGs to make sure well, that their things are Netflix front button. and center. Sorry. Well, mate, Netflix is one of the biggest streamers that pays for that. Right? You know, you get a new Samsung TV, you've got a Netflix. You literally, literally got a button on your on your remote button. control. And it's great branding yeah. and it's super smart and they pay for it and well done, everyone. The the idea of prominence where the free-to-air networks say, oh, poor us, we're not getting a free go. We don't want to pay their money to be on their thing. Don't be on their thing. Like from a commercial point of view, well, if you think that you can't afford to do the things that get you into the market, then give up. Pack, pack up all of your TV industry and put it in a box and send it back to someone who's going to care. So what do you make of the fact that the government is genuinely looking at the prominence issue and saying, and, and companies like Amazon could be forced to not only give prominence to the um, TV networks, but give it for free. I, so, you know, yeah. your 7, 9, 10, ABC and SBS, they would be the first apps you see on any smart TV. At the, at the government level, I think it's at worst anti-competitive behaviour and promoting it. Um, at best, it is an excellent example of uh, the people that are employed by Free TV Australia to get in the ear of government and, and convince them that this is a real problem and they need to do something about it. Like it's, it's, it just totally comes down to the, the, the all of the, the lobbyists that that put their cases to government and make it, and they're winning. That's all it is. Yeah, but these streamers aren't supplying the amount of Australian content. You know, yes, they're making the odd series here and there, but that you know, like you look at a nine seven. 10, ABC and SBS, look mm. at how much Australian content they sure. deliver a day through different genres. It's not just drama. Yep. It's through reality TV. It's through news, current affairs, sport. These streamers aren't doing that. So maybe there is a place for that, Robbo, on those streamers to have to to have to have abide by that. Mm. Look, on behalf of everyone who's ever produced television, we're talking producers, crew, camera, uh, you know, presenters, executives, can I be the first to say uh, Amazon can go fuck themselves? I think this is absolutely <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Um, the fact that um, they're, they're coming in here, well played indeed, uh, and, and and telling us how to how we're going to uh, promote and produce and deliver uh, content to our audience by our producers and by our companies, they can go fuck themselves. I think Amazon is one of the most devious uh, companies in the world, and we're talking about both, uh, you know, their, their delivery systems and also their entertainment. This idea that they can come in and go, well, this is what we're doing. Go fuck yourself. Also, Jeff Bezos, a, a, a long-term friend of the show, loves to listen to it. You can go <laughs> fuck yourself as well. I think this is absolutely Robo, ridiculous. I'm I just agree. on the... He's about to sign a new series of the mm. Andrew and Robbo mm. show. He, mm. he was mm. going to pay a million dollars a year for it. <laughs> I love... I think Jeff has done a wonderful thing for it. <laughs> this is my thing. Um, I, I, I agree with Malk. Uh, put the money where the mouth is. Um, so don't don't say to the government, um, you know, seven nine ten SBS. Don't say, look, we're, we're unhappy. We, you know, we're not. Pull your stuff from the fire stick. I, I've got to be honest with you. I'm not even being funny here. I, I I don't know what a fire stick is. I understand it's from Amazon. I don't need anyone to explain it to me. So don't butt in there. But I think the fire stick is not something that is um, that has uh, you know infiltrated the market so much though that everyone's talking about a fire stick. Okay, it, it's but just it's not about happening. a precedent, Robbo. I it's understand about one that. Person That's does what it, I'm saying. Samsung, LG, That's, I, I get that. Sony, they I, all I, do I, it. I get that. So again, I, I fuck. Sorry, I, I think I've been too subtle. I, I want to be really clear about this. Amazon can go <laughs> fuck themselves in relation to telling us how to promote, how how to yeah, deliver but I feel like our you've, stuff. You've defended both positions. 
No, I haven't. No, no, I, I really don't think so. Look, I, I think that 7 and 10 should um, put their money where their mouth is and pull the stuff from the fire stick. Okay, fine, pull it. I, I just, I, 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 Amazon, has, I believe, is such a toxic brand anyway, and people are, are, are too slow to catch up to it. This is not fair. This is not right. And they should go and have a good hard look at themselves in the in the room of mirrors and realize what they're doing. It is not right. And 7 and 10 should do what they should do and pull their content. Okay. I love my Amazon Prime Video. I'd like to offer really ironically that Prime Video probably have the largest Australian slate content of all of the streamers outside of Stan. What's a fire stick? I, I, uh, I, I a fire stick. You, I, I would ask anyone. Yeah, yeah, I know sure. what a fire stick is. It's a, it's, it's, it's a rhetorical question. But again, in the, in the market, what the fuck is a fire stick? It's, Who's going to Harvey yes. Norman and JB Hi-Fi going, I need a fire stick? No, no, but Rob, I think, I think we need to just clarify this. A fire stick is what you call your penis after a big weekend. Oh, oh, Jesus. oh my god oh my Not god okay. yes i'm taking yeah. robo tonight come right. on <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, wow all right the head of the government's review of the anti-siphoning list free to air networks are urging the inclusion of digital sports rights currently it only applies to broadcast and pay tv operators but may soon cover streaming services and digital acquisitions the Foxtel Group, however, are advocating for relaxing the regulation, calling the current rules outdated. Um, Robbo, I don't know that the broadcasters have a right to say, well, digital rights should come to us just like the broadcasting rights, because why can't an Amazon, Netflix, KO say, well, we want the rights, and we'll give them away for free and put advertising in them as well. So, like, you won't have to you won't have to oh, pay yeah, a subscription yeah, yeah, yeah. fee. Yeah, 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 okay, okay, fine, fine. If, if they're going to say to to the consumer and to the and to the public, um, we're going to offer you uh, the state of origin, uh, not behind a paywall. Um, you can you can sign up to us, and we'll, we'll give it to you. Fine, advertising, fine. There needs to be a, you know a, a line in the sand and going fine. No worries, that's okay. Um, I've got this, and call me old-fashioned, I've got this thing between um, free-to-air broadcasters are obviously in it for money, but I think there's an, an inherent idea behind the fact is that we're bringing this to the people. I believe that KO, Amazon, Amazon, all of that thing is about money. It's not about bringing the content to the people. But it I'm, is about I, I making advocate. money. Yeah. No, 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 sorry, Rob, just really quickly. I've really thought about this one. I, I really believe that 7, 9 and 10 are in it for money, absolutely, but I think that inherently in, in the bones of the building, they are about delivering content to Australians and to the Australian audience. I really believe that. Um, when it mm. comes to KO and Amazon and Netflix, when they're going, oh, we might, you know, um, slip into sports rights and things like that, but you'll have to pay for it. That is all about money. They've got no interest in actually no, delivering no, but, this content to the audience. And that's what, what, what makes TV a difference. would still have the broadcast rights. So Seven would still be able to have the AFL grand final. What we're talking about here is the digital rights. Seven are saying, well, we should be able to have, or nine, whoever, I'm just using seven as sure, an sure. example, sure. saying we want the AFL free-to-air rights, but we should get the streaming rights as part of that. And and I guess I'm wondering if KO or Mulk um, or if uh, Stan are saying, well, we will uh, we will supply them for free. Oh, see, I've got four, why? Why should I've got four words for you, Rob? Show me the money. Like, we know that when it comes to negotiating these rights, it has become increasingly clear that the digital rights are as valuable, if not becoming more valuable, than the free-to-air broadcast rights. Now, we also want to, I also want to acknowledge that when we talk about sports rights in this country, 
It is so deeply linked to who we are because largely we are a, a, a sporting fan nation. And if anyone takes the cricket, the AFL or the NRL away from us, there will be just riots in the street. That's what. That's kind of where this is all sat. The challenge is, as I've said before, any true fan of sport, because of the way Foxtel negotiate themselves into the mix because of the current anti-siphoning agreements, they've got KO. They've got Foxtel because that gives them every bit of the sport that they want. They have to get it that way because the free-to-air networks have been slowly chipping away and chipping away and reducing their footprint and because they can't afford it. They literally can't afford it because the codes are demanding more, because the players want slash need to be paid more. It's all of this circus around how do we pay for things. And digital rights are absolutely the battleground that should be now in play. And absolutely, a streamer, Disney, Stan, whoever, Netflix, somebody, Amazon, if they want to swoop in and put all of their money on the table and say, we want the digital rights for this sport, you can have your free-to-air stuff, Channel 9, 7, 10, whoever. In Australia, we are the digital people. If you want to get it, it has to be here. Whether then the additional part of, oh, but we need to have these games available as free or testers or just the whole thing is locked behind a paywall, that's the model with Foxtel now, with the exception of these things that get so tied up in the anti-siphoning list, like your AFL Grand Final or your State of Origins, that kind of thing. And I think it's ludicrous because Foxtel by far pay the bulk, the bulk of the AFL and NRL deals, and they are not allowed to even simulcast the most valuable games of the season. That is a crime. And I know that they are playing by the letter of the law to do that and play nicely with seven and nine accordingly. I think it's outrageous. And... It's 2020, nearly 2024. I mean, we, we want these sports on free-to-air TV. It's the sure. biggest game of the year, the the grand finals of each code. Yep. Why should KO have the right to simulcast Because that? they pay more than two-thirds of the rights agreement to get those sports. So when it comes to the AFL, Foxtel paid more than two-thirds of that agreement to have the AFL partnered with seven. Mm -hmm. They paid about the same amount to get the NRL rights with nine because they know that is a huge part of their business. They need to play every game on their platforms and give it to their subscribers who come to them because they are premium sports providers and they know they can watch absolutely every game, every round for the season except the grand final and the state of origin. that's what... That's what they pay for, and and they pay so that people. Yeah, but you know cannot that. tell me that four games out of a round of, where there's seven games in a round, that three or four games on free to wear, and then Channel Nine, the State of Origin, and the Grand Final, that the by comparison pittance that they pay gives them the advantage rights to be able to solo broadcast the State of Origin and the NRL Grand Final when Foxtel have ponied up the majority of the dough, they should at least be able to simulcast it. Uh, it's a different debate what you're having there. I, I'm this a is the anti-siphoning list of... law, mate. The negotiation yeah, is that nine buy the rights. It's just that in the background, Foxtel give them a whole bunch of dough and they sign away a whole bunch of the games. That's all it is. Yeah. Every game of NRL a... has to be on free-to-air television unless Channel 9, who are the current rights holders, say, no, we don't want them. Yeah, I'm a big believer in the anti-siphoning list. I I, I think, think it's, it's gone. And... It's past its moment. Anyone that's serious about sports, subscribes. Everyone else is a casual viewer. Get serious or get out. 
Uh, well, I'm a personally a big believer of the anti-siphoning list. Sure. I do think grand finals and state of origins, and I'm not a sports person, but I do believe they should mm. be on free-to-air television and, and available freely instead of going behind a paywall. I genuinely, sure. I just, that's where I sit on it. But there's no Having reason you think that, it should be? Because I think it should be accessible. It's something that everyone got for free because, ah, some, because now Foxtel we get wants to, it, to make going. money. Yep. Yeah, because Fox don't want to make money, it's suddenly behind a paywall. Mate, well, so do Channel 9 and Channel 7. Right. Let's not pretend like they're martyrs in this. They also want to no, make money. And just because yes. up until Year of Our Lord 2023, we've been able to get something for free doesn't mean that for the rest of time we should still continue to get it for free. Why not? Capitalism? Like, legitimately, well, that is where this lands deeply in. This is about companies wanting to make money and 7 and 9 and 10 as the free-to-air broadcasters who compete for this stuff are crying poor because we should be able to do it because the people want to see it for free. Well, then if you yes. want to do it, then if you want to give it to the people for free, show no ads. Well, that's not what they're saying. I there, know that's not what they're saying, but if they're, no, no, they're saying the people need to see it because they should get to see it for free. <laughs> There's no reason I'm that really they should see it for free. I'm really sorry that my answers keep interrupting you. Uh, but, <laughs> but here's the point. Sure. That, of course, there's a payoff for getting something for free, and that is that you get ads, right? Sure. Now, just because there's capitalism, a government – well, here's the thing, Mark. It's all about politics. Does the federal government think that by giving away the anti-siphoning list – that's going to make them popular? No, they do not. Oh, Rob, I'm not even saying give right. it away. I'm saying we do it in a staged release because that's ultimately where it's going to end. The very first step, allow simulcasting of these important events. You can maintain the anti-siphoning list all you want, but if there's a situation as we have with the AFL and NRL where Foxtel are partners in that process but cannot get to play live simulcast the big games... I could be sold on the simulcasting. Oh, that's all I'm hold asking on, for on. in the oh, first step. But, 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 but we need to reset, though. The problem is is that sporting codes are asking for an exorbitant amount of money yes. um, that, that people cannot pay for. So the fact is that a free-to-air network cannot pay for it. Um, uh, we then need to go to a paywall um, in yep. order for KO or Fox in order to pay for it. The, the, the actual problem is the greed of the sporting codes to say, you know, we're, we're worth a billion dollars. You're absolutely bloody not. Uh, but the fact is that that's well, they are if people will pay it. But that, that's and the problem. And that's the problem. It's, 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 the, it's the snake. It's the Ouroboros, if I can bring in some Latin there. Wow. I think it's Latin, where the snake, wow. where the snake wow. eats its tail. Level. The snake eats its tail and it's the same thing. So, so the network's allowed the NRL and the AFL to, uh, to ask for these exorbitant, ridiculous amounts of money. And we hear about this every mm. couple of years where we go, well, well the NRL's going to ask for every five $4 or seven trillion years, dollars yep. for it. Get fucked. Like honestly, the, the, and and then but the networks then step on, and they, they they step on each other's toes. One of the greatest things um, that people will say that Kerry Packer did um, in the year of his death in two thousand five is to say, mm. "Well, I'm going to pay a billion dollars for it," and he was never going to. 
But it, and it happened, and it, it shot the price up, and you know people paid for it. And it was great, and it was the uh, and look, I, I love Kerry Packer, and one of the greatest we can tell. Not regrets, but you know, I, I wish that I'd worked for the men. I never got to work for the men. I always wanted to work for a Packer. Never happened. Um, I, I think I looked. I worked for a Lachlan Murdoch for a while while he owned ten, and he ran that into the ground, idiot. Uh, but apart from that, uh, forget that for the moment. <laughs> What's um, going on? Um, he. Uh, I understand. I understand, Robert, where you're coming from. I, like I do. I do appreciate the that. The the challenge is that you can't have your post-capitalist pie and not have someone pay for it. Like, the reality is that, yes, the codes do want... Capitalism. They do want their exceedingly huge numbers, and, and you're right. And I thought you were a socialist, Monk. Mate, I, I care about the people. That's what I care about. And in this case... Well, then you'd want them... If you care about the people, you'd want the people to be able to access their sporting events free. So make it all free, mate. Like, make it all free. And that is never going to happen because then the codes fall in the ground because they don't get the money to develop the code. The upshot of this was we were talking about the streaming rights. Here's my verdict. Sure. Oh. I, I'm, I'm all... I'm all for yes. I uh, judge Rob, mate. It's a thing. You, you find it every, every, every fucking no, no, You don't have no, no, no. with you in Sydney, no. mate. You can't no, no. get away with this. Oh, he bought it. If he bought you it, I thought he bought it. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I would have loved um, that. Every oh time goodness. I make a judgment, you're like, "Why do you get to be the judge?" Well, no, it just no, no, is no, the no, way no. it is, Monk. No matter how much you complain about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Come on. The anti-siphoning list. Good. Keep it free. But. That's on free-to-air television. They don't have a right to claim the rights over streaming and 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 to be the preferential uh, broadcaster, for want of a better word, of, of those streaming rights. That is open to any player. That is it. That is done. Thank you very much, ball boys. All right, coming up, Sunrise celebrates a major milestone. Big news on who is set to replace Jock Zonfrillo on MasterChef. And we'll find out what everyone's been watching in the TV binge box. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I could seriously go a whole episode just talking about this. Like, legitimately, the anti-siphoning list is an amazing piece of work that at a time served a purpose, and now that time has long passed. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to let you finish, but I'm not. That's all uh, right. <laughs> and the, the digital streaming rights, because it's so intrinsically linked well, to the rest of the deal. We've just, done it. we've just done the playoff and you're still talking about Yeah, but I don't about. expect any of this to make the cut. That's why I'm just sort of oh, trying to outline make the myself. Cut. It always makes, it always the, makes cut. the cut. Let's move on. Digital rights oh. because so Sunrise, so important. Sunrise <laughs> is celebrating yet another triumph over the Today Show, winning the Breakfast TV ratings battle for the 20th consecutive year. Despite Koshi's departure in June, Sunrise has held strong, averaging 367,000 viewers nationally, compared to today at 282,000. Uh, Abby, you are now working for <laughs> no, the no, Today no, Show. I don't know what you fucking want Abby, me to Abby, here's a hospital pass. 
You yeah, know what no the problem, problem is, Abby? Abby I so haven't much. asked you a question for a couple of goes. And I, I went, know, oh. I noticed. And then I said Abby and went, oh, hang on, she's working for the Today Show. Um, yeah. Work to be done. <laughs> <laughs> is that your opinion? Or? Okay. No, no. They've got Abby there now. You watch. Weekend Today is going to go through the okay. roof. Okay. Um, now. That's what I would have said. Seriously, um, I do want to make mention that if Nine hadn't gone to water, they would have been able to claim, I think it was 2016, Mark, when they won the five-cap cities. Yeah, yeah, it was one year. It was and then, yeah, about that long ago. Yeah, too, now. And then claimed the win and then Seven said, uh-uh-uh, it's based on national figures and took oh, went to Nine court. to court. And yeah. Nine, yeah. But, and then Nine went, oh, okay, you won. And so... It, it was the lamest thing ever that I ever saw. Hugh Marks did that, um, made that call, made that decision to give in, and so Seven were able to claim the win, and they but got this, their 20 years straight. That was a real turning point, though, Rob, because it was about then that Seven started to really jump up and down on the national figures bandwagon. Yes. And up yeah. until then, they had, and, and I acknowledge it's almost a gentleman's agreement between the networks, played nicely that it was Five City Metro that was the only number we care about. And the minute that they looked like they were going to lose, it's all about the national figures. That's what we care about. Now, fine. Yeah. And and Seven have beat that drum ever since and, and will continue to beat that drum. And I know that we will talk about this in a second as far as how the rest of the, the ratings are playing out. I, I think it's a difficult space. But that said, 20 years worth of ratings dominance is absolutely amazing. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um. And and what is all the more remarkable is the lineup changes, and the fact that they have, you know, Koshi was a big loss. Oh, uh, like, like that 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 yes, that was a make or break moment. Seriously, if the audience had turned when Koshi left the building, but they were that never was gonna. A moment. And and this is the the key difference. And I, I don't mean to be rude to to Burlow in this, because he got handed some shit shows as far as how all of this has played out for nine. All of the changes at seven largely were well managed and well telegraphed. And when they handed them over, they handed them over to hands that were known and trusted by the audience. Mm. We didn't have a Carl-fired quit new presenters trying a thing and good on them for trying it, nine, well done. Um, And then, oh, no, now we're reversing that after 12 months because it didn't work and all of the the reasons, all of the stuff. It was just a case of when we need to make changes on the seven ship, it's it's, it's an adjustment, but it's not a, like, quick turn the wheel hard. It was we can gently roll into this. So when Shervo stepped in, for all of the reasons why it was going to be Shervo, Shervo had been made aware of the audience. Everyone knew who he was. So the change from Koshi to Shervo, seamless. And the same can't be said for their competition, and that's why they've struggled. I genuinely agree with that. And good luck to them. Yeah, uh, God. You know, and to the Today um, Show, who are battling hard every morning. They're doing their best. Yep. Uh, and I think that there are moments where it pays off. We're seeing wins here and there, but it's it's just not consistent enough. Yeah, and congratulations to them. Well, after the tragic passing of Jock Zonfrillo in April this year, everyone has been wondering what that will mean for the judging lineup on MasterChef. Well, according to Women's Day, world-renowned chef Jamie Oliver, he is taking up the mantle. He's reportedly negotiated a $2 million deal with filming to commence in November. Ten, once again, have not confirmed or denied the news. Abby, um, Mm. uh, you know what? I know that I always say 
Jamie Oliver does not rate. Right? I was waiting for the song. Um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm known for it. It's <laughs> sure. But I'm going to say, if this is true, I think it's a good idea. I yes. think Jamie in this environment will work. Agree. Now, look, I need to be clear. I love Jamie Oliver. When he had a restaurant in Parramatta when, when I lived in Sydney, we would go to that restaurant all the time. It was a great restaurant. You know, did it steak and chips and all that kind of stuff. Loved it. So I'm not anti-Jamie Oliver, but for some reason his cooking specials do not rate in this country and no one seems to have gotten the memo. Jamie no Oliver speaks very times. highly of your work on Seven News Spotlight. No, mate, I've spoken to, I have interviewed <laughs> Jamie Oliver. No, I, I've interviewed I know, him. I'm being a smart-ass. Play on. No, no, I understand that. But his specials do not rate. Well, they're but not even specials. In- it's just his cooking series stuff. And I think in part that's because 10 have just burned it into the ground by showing it all the effing time. Burned it. Burned it. Thanks very much. Um, no, but uh, no, it's not even that. It just doesn't work. Um, but Abby, what do you think about Jamie Oliver <laughs> being potential judge or master chef? I tried to ask you that runs, question three minutes ago. I know, Sorry. everyone's very passionate tonight. Um, <laughs> no, I agree. I think it's really good. I, I know his stuff doesn't usually rate, but like Andy Allen, Andy Allen doesn't rate Melissa Leon. Like the, all these people individually, it doesn't matter what they would bring in their own specials. Agreed. It's about how they work together as a and team. And, and the brand, yeah. please. MasterChef is not a yeah. brand that's fly by night. No, no. And, and Jamie Oliver's been on it many times before and I'm a big MasterChef fan and his episodes are consistently mm. every season my favourite episodes. Good. He fits in oh, so cool. well. He is so good in that format because he's just, he's a brilliant chef but he's also very personable. He takes on yeah. kind of his role as a mentor. He's yep. brilliant in that role. He's such a good name. I think he's the perfect choice. He was the first choice that I thought of initially. Um, I Yeah, I think he's worth the $2 million investment if that's what it is. Um, yeah, I think he's a really, really good choice. Robbo, dare I say it, Channel 10 seem like they're making some very good decisions for 2024. I, I agree. Look, I, I, I also don't care for Jamie Oliver, but I don't care for cooking really. Like I appreciate, I, I've actually sat with um, friends who adore MasterChef and they really get into it. And what that does for me is give me an insight into the audience that likes that kind of thing. I don't like cooking shows, but I can really appreciate the passion that they see and that they enjoy from watching the show. To see someone like Jamie Oliver uh, join it is, is a great get um, obviously, look, I'm patriotic. Would I like to have seen, um, you know, an, an Australian chef be brought in? Look, yes, on paper, but do we do we have one that can bring the same gravitas, that can bring the same kind of, um, you know, authority that Jamie Oliver can bring? Possibly not. And, and look, this is down to the wire for MasterChef. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not getting long in the tooth, but it's certainly been around for a while. There's a bit of grey on the sideburns for the show. So they need to do these kind of um, these decisions, which is to bring in, big names like Jamie Oliver. Um, If they can afford it and it happens, I think this is great. And I think they're really making those right decisions. Um, A few years ago, we we would have seen uh, Joel Creasy as the, as the second host of um, I'm a celebrity. We we would have seen, um, you know, another chef on, on MasterChef. We would have seen those same decisions that haunt channel 10 constantly. Um, I am, I am, hugely proud if, if they're actually making these decisions and i think it's great to the network it's great to the industry yep. and can i can i can i end by saying amazon 
can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but, Robert, you're right about the need for local chefs and that's where the MasterChef yeah. format works really well in that they have a guest chef every week. Yeah, cool. And yeah. so even if it's an international judge, we yeah. still have those Australian names every single week. They're on a rotating Perfect. basis. Yeah. And, it, yeah, and it's really been a well. real nursery. Well, but it's also been a real nursery for some of that chefing talent to get some TV experience where you would sure, look at absolutely. some of these chefs and go, oh, mate, like your first round on the first time you popped up, you cooked a treat, but you mumbled or you didn't quite know how to deal with the camera and those sure. sorts of things. And and so that's I thought benefited. you said you cooked a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> it was, that, that, Maybe it that's was, Maybe it was. That's a cock and bush, I think. The, the cock yeah, and that's bush, right, the cock bush. That looks like a tree or something, doesn't it? Did did I did I ever tell you guys about the time I went to a MasterChef launch at George Columbaris's restaurant? Did he pay you? He would have underpaid you. He didn't pay the waiters. <laughs> no, no, he didn't pay anyone that was there. It was a free night. <laughs> no, it was, it was when I was working at 10. I was down in Melbourne and they said, oh, would you like to go to the MasterChef launch at George Columbaris's restaurant? I went, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a morning thing, so we go to his restaurant. My wife was down there too. And we go, we turn up to the restaurant, and then I realise the one problem with me accepting this, I don't eat anything fancy. Oh, right. oh God, no. it's useless. So True. George is in oh. his kitchen, bringing out personally, <gasps> serving up everything to everyone, and I'm looking at these amazing creations on the table, going, can't eat it. And and Amanda is saying to me. You will eat it. You will eat it. You can't not eat it in Mm. front of everyone and in front of him. Yes. And I'm like, I can't eat it. And I tried to take a taste. I couldn't. (laughs) Not because of what he Did he yell at you? I'm surprised he didn't yell at you about that. So this is the beauty. My Mm. wife finished hers. Yes. Quickly swapped the place. And then ate mine. Good girl. (laughs) Which is testimony to just how small the servings were. <laughs> and so she walked out very full. I was still hungry and had to go to Macca's for breakfast. Oh, but anyway. So true. Um anyway, let's talk ratings, Mulk, yeah. because uh there's there's a bit happening. Um so we've got some figures on the Mars Singer, which I actually watched last night mm-hmm. and saw Sandra Sully revealed, and that was a great reveal. Spoilers, uh, Rob. Fantastic to see Sandra Sully. It's been to where? Oh hey, what that, that hasn't stopped mm, you ever before when you've arced up about no, spoilers. No, no, no. Oh, no, oh, it's no, been no, broadcast. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I agree with this. If it's broadcast and Freddie Ware, it's done. Yeah. It's, if it's streaming, it's not done. So then every movie Rob has ever arced up about to say spoilers, no, no, which has aired on Freddie television. Movies are different. If it's aired oh, on movies are different. Oh, no, Psycho's different. A movie's no, different. I'm actually with Mulk on that. Usually nah. I'm with you, Rob, on the spoiler thing. I'm with Mulk on this one. Nah. It aired like less than 24 hours Stick it up ago. Your cock and bush, People Robo. use catch up. Oh, right. cock and bush, yeah. Moving, sorry, sorry. Moving on, that's not what it's about. <laughs> right. so, yes, Rob. so we we've seen Shark Tank really fall off Have a cliff we? when it came oh, back. Yeah. Yeah. Now we know <laughs> that MasterChef um Last night, which we're recording Tuesday, no, this Mask is Monday, mate. It's all right. was down. What did I you say? said MasterChef, <laughs> but it's okay. It's the same network. <laughs> did I say yes. MasterChef? Yeah. The Mask MasterChef. Um, the, no, the Mask Singer uh, was down 13% on last week's launch episode. That is the lowest ever audience, overnight audience for the number. Yes. Um, However, yes. testament to its it, the thing that it's leading into, the follow-on program, 
and because it is a show that has the show and then the mask reveal that they split code, admittedly, the split code's, what, eight minutes or the last five or seven minutes of the show, it pulled 576,000 viewers because Have You Been Paying Attention was next. And so everyone's tuned in, ready to watch Have You Been Paying Attention and watch the reveal or they've just tuned in for the reveal of The Masked Singer. So they're not watching The Masked Singer. They're watching Have You Been Paying Attention and just happen to catch the end of The Masked Singer. It's a bit of both, right? Column A, column B. Mate, when your 8.30 show is out rating your 7.30 show, you have a problem. But that's long been Ten's concern. The thing that I have liked about The Masked Singer this year is that they're running it one night a week. Have you noticed this? They're running it one night a week. They've got Shark Tank one night a week. They've got Thank God You're Here one night a week, though it is about to finish and be replaced. Um, and right now, to their great detriment, they're running repeats of Dogs Behaving Very Badly Australia on Sunday night, and that's barely cracking 200 in prime time. Like, that's they're just a content. bad idea. But I'm liking this one night a week thing, that they're not stripping their reality. Yeah. The challenge is that, yes, I, I think, honestly, I think the MasterChef... So now you got me saying it. I think the masked singer <laughs> jumped its own shark head a couple of seasons ago, and it's- oh, I think I think it certainly jumped the shark this this year with Dosh's haircut. I mean, come on, but that's a he choice. looked like he was wearing one of the fucking masks. But that's his choice, and I thought he looks fine. There's no oh issue with that. Oh my god, it's, it's getting very personal, oh, now, friends. Mate, like yeah, seriously. Okay, know, well uh, let's let's push on beyond that. Like while ten seven thirty is going not great. They're 8 Move everything from 8.30 to 7.30. Gogglebox has been doing great numbers like I predicted it would. Well, when we talked about it, you thought it had happened and it hadn't. Yes, uh, Gogglebox (laughs) at 7.30 has done great. I saw it in a dream, Mark. I saw it into the future. Has done great business for 10 at 7.30, and that's a good move. Thank God you're here is doing okay-ish numbers. I think it's still really trying to find its audience, but it's also up against, you know, MKR, which is resurgent, and the block admittedly at its lowest you know, ebb in its cycle, but with the drama ratcheting up maths style, not exactly the same, but the drama on the block this year, they've been selling that big. It's kicking in. And we saw, for example, last night, Monday, um, podcast recording time, the block beat MKR, whereas last week it was t'other way around. Um, that yeah. said, I did get quite happily reminded by some of your compatriots through you, Rob, last week that, uh, MKR is doing some of its best business. It's up, whereas the block is down and all of those sorts of things. It's interesting how the metrics crumble because uh, now that we have this wonderful metric given to us by Oztem called Total TV, which is one week later, and it accounts for five city metro plus regional TAM, so a national figure, if you will, plus the catch-ups for both those markets, plus the BVOD. So this is a real whole encompassing picture on the product one week later. The block is smashing MKR. You know what that says to me, though? People are choosing MKR Live Mm. and then choosing to catch up on the blocks. Yes, with an asterisk, because even the VOZ numbers the next day, so Five City Metro Regional TAM overnights plus BVOD overnights, often sees the block get the biggest increase, which says, and, and it's usually highest in the BVOD numbers, people are maybe tuning in to MKR, they're watching something else, and they're going, oh, we really need to catch on what's happening on the block. So even though the block is still four nights a week, it is drawing in a consistent audience and, in this case, a consistently high enough audience to see it leapfrog MKR, where it loses the overnights, three out of four, two out of four in the week, it's going, bang, here I am, have a go at me. Yes. 
But if you're after that immediacy of um, getting your product out sure. from an advertising viewpoint, there is something to be said for where the audience is going live. Yes. And I'm not... I'm not discounting the block catch-up figures or anything like that and yet, in the slightest. And yet Big Daddy James doesn't want us to care about what's happening in the overnights. He wants us to look at Total TV. In fact, he wants us to look at 28 oh, okay. Days and Don't do the whole thing. Don't be a smart ass. No, I'm not trying to be a smart ass. <laughs> this is the line that Seven have been pushing for at least the last 24 months. But I'm not pushing Seven's line. I'm pushing my I know you're line. not, but I'm just saying that Seven, who've been saying, but no, no, we need to take the full picture into play, that then last week I get hauled over the coals and fairly... Because I made the claim of, you know, MKR was never going to fire. It did. But the challenge for MKR is that when we actually go to the data set, it's getting beaten by the block. But I think I think that was more about the fact you said that um, the figures go down after the season oh, launch always. and yeah, MKR yeah. And it didn't. had defied it that. absolutely and bucked the trend. I absolutely got it wrong. So well it wasn't played. about who comes out on top after catch-up. It was about... Sure. The challenge is that that's what that's the line that Seven are encouraging all media to lean into. You can't just take the overnights anymore. It has to be including the catch up and the bevod. Yeah. The the problem with that is seven days later, no no one ca- mate, no one cares about the Voz figures. Previously. The advertisers do. And, I totally and understand. Vo- and and those overnight Voz coming in at one thirty two thirty. No, the ship is sailed. Cares. We've all talked about oh the block or MKR one last night. By the time those figures come out, if you want people to talk about the, the bigger number, that, that Voz number that comes out, it has to come out at 9am. Oh, there's, the mate, there's two time. options. It either comes out at 9am, 10am, like the, you know, the, the rest of the ratings do, yep. or, heaven forfend, you scrap the idea of overnights entirely. And I can't see or everybody in that game agreeing to that. No. No. All right. Let's open the TV binge box and find out what... Everybody's been watching. Robbo, have you had your little finger on your little remote? Oh, hang about what have little. You been watching? <laughs> no, it's true. He knows it. Everyone knows it. Most of Sydney knows it. Uh, look, um, yes. Yes. Look, I've thought about this. We always, I think I try to outdo everyone going, I've watched a new show, I've watched a new show. I haven't. I'm still going through the wonderful show that is What We Do in the Shadows. Matt Berry is my new so favourite actor of all time. Oh, that is he okay. is absolutely amazing. So, yeah, I'm still He's going with amazing. that. He's amazing. Yeah, so I'm, doing, I'm still doing What We Do in the Shadows, uh, second season of that. It, it's just brilliant. Delightful. And I just think it needs it's, it needs more attention than it gets. I'm still going with Prehistoric Planet on Apple TV. Um, again, we spoke about this last week. It's like a, a nature documentary that David Attenborough was there in the prehistoric times. It is absolutely brilliant. The technology. Oh, what's and that? The way that they I do forgot it. to watch that. Apple TV. Apple TV. And Robo, um, so I think. It is just brilliant. I think that uh, given how elderly our wonderful Attenborough friend is, he almost was there for real. That's, that's true. That's, <laughs> it, was, it was when he was a little boy and he's talking. It, it, it sounds wonderful. Um, and um, also going through Game of Thrones, which I. Which has kept me this wow. now. I've got to. I've got to. I've got to preface this. This is. This would Hang be. On, has the, he done three? Yeah, he's dropped straight that. into that it. Sneaky. Well, in any case, um, um, uh, this is the fourth time I've Do tried you know to watch I'm going to give it to him because most weeks he's done none or one. Yeah, fair. So <laughs> there's a backlog. Correct. Thank you. Thank you. Fair. Fair. Um, uh, this Judge is the Rob fourth time I've tried. Has decided, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the fourth time I've tried to get into that show, which is a show that everyone will say to you, "I loved it. I've watched it. All, whatever." Look, I'm it's part of the, the very, episode. very small minority um, that has taken me four times over all of these years to finally get into it, it's and not I'm worth into it. it, and it's. T- 
Oh, it is the only benefit. No, if it takes you four times to get to a show. Rob, no, 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 no. There can be stuff happening in your personal life that takes you away from television. Don't for a second. I'm loving it. I had a very, Where are you up to, Robbo? I had a fear of, like, people who were, like, very pale, white walkers. Sure. I had a fear of lizards, which yep. is dragons. Like, all of, of these things. I had a fear of boobies. There's a lot of tits in this. Yeah. Not a lot of it gets worse, right mate. Uh, but a lot of titties. Um, but, yes, uh, fourth time, you know, fourth time's a charm. Loving it. So that's what I'm doing. So I've How deep are you, Robbo? Week the week before. Yeah, uh, where are you up to? Oh, uh, sorry, two. I, I wasn't sure what the question was. Um, I'm up to season three of Game of Thrones. Excellent. Uh, season wow. two. Season You've two. watched two seasons in the past week. Like no, two no, and no, a half no, seasons no. in the past week. No, no, I've been, I started watching Game of Thrones a couple of weeks ago, I told you. I think I did. Mate, did even I? if it's yeah, a no, couple of I weeks. I thought it was last week and you were only halfway through season one. No, 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 not last week, the week before. Robbo, so even if it's a couple yeah, of yeah. weeks, mate, in in three weeks you've good. done 20 plus hours of television. Yeah. And I'd like to say, if I could assert, my name's David, and um, I'm a TikTok addict, um, and I'm really kind of wean myself off TikTok and go back to broadcasting. Well done. Uh, yeah. so it's, it's, but by doing know, 20 you. hours of TV, we call that a mug. Um, Abby, what have you been <laughs> What a day, brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a bit like Robbo. There's nothing new. Like, mine are all the same. I have finally finished season two of Lost, starting on season three tonight. Um, that's watching that on Disney+. And then the only other thing I've really been watching is um, the H3 podcast cast on youtube um which is just a very consistent show bit of everything news pop culture comedy How long does an episode politics, go for, Abby? bit of everything change it because it's live mm, so they just hours. do it for as long as they feel like yeah it's usually about three hours Jesus. there are five episodes a week thursdays are only two hours tuesdays are only an hour and a half but okay. the monday wednesday Friday, are they getting are income from youtube that validates this because that's a full-time job oh, he's a multi-millionaire he has a whole production Jesus. crew like they yes. yeah they well, are we couldn't do it robbo when we did a show uh, for youtube we've got some opinions if you on want that. to do it for three and a half yeah. hours go oh, okay. for it um <laughs> i i find it interesting that abby didn't mention the fact that she watches Weekend Today, the show that pays her wages. Yeah. And, uh, you know what? Every every time every time I was on that show, it was my favourite show. Every time <laughs> she's working on it now, and she hasn't mentioned it once. I think. Well, I think it's maybe a bit freaking transparent if I and do that. And also, to well, be fair, you're busy I working when it's on. Show I'm working. <laughs> That's right. You're, you're busy working when it's on. How can you be expected to watch it? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. My pleasure. She's in the control room. <laughs> of course, she's watching it. Hmm. What have you been watching, Rob? Uh, have I mentioned... I don't know if I've mentioned this one, so you I just You get two, I mentioned... Is it Seven New Spotlight? Mm. Oh, well, I'm always watching that. <laughs> and I'll go and watch that on Catch Up. Seven New Spotlight, great that's specials one. This year. What's your second one? Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Abby said that, mate. Abby said that. I, have I mentioned that I was watching Morning Wars? Yes. Yeah. How yes. far into it okay, now? Okay, so I'm not going to mention that. Because we all um, celebrated. Uh, you know what I did end up watching today, and I'm only going to give you one mug, so there you go. Um, as we were getting ready for the podcast, I turned on the TV and I went to Seven Flicks and it had Modern Family there. And I think we sometimes love forget. Love Modern Family. Mm. Love Modern so Family. And yeah. it was, uh, I think it was season one. It was an early season for sure. I think we sometimes forget the eclectic mix of TV shows yep. that we have on free-to-air TV yep. on our digital channels where there's these whole worlds yep. of free content. Yep. Always worth remembering because there's something for everyone on free TV. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, I couldn't no. help it. So I, I went into a cell then. I don't know uh, why. Yeah. I, I agree with you, though. There is so much content there and it's great. Yeah. And I don't know if, if you're playing along at home, um, guess what I'm about to say next? Amazon 
can go <laughs> fire stick Mark, themselves. There's, there's, thank you so much. Mark, quickly, quickly, bring us home, Malky. Bring us home. All right, friends, this is really simple because, quite frankly, there's a lot going on. I'll give you I'll give you one, and then I'll give you some up mock, down mock, and some sizzle. Thank you. Yes, that's what I – hang on. There's a third tier? No, no, yes. there's the up, up mock, down mock. There's, there's sizzles in that these are shows that I've previewed that aren't yet, but I'll just give you a mock, down oh, mock on them. Okay, fine. So same thing, I guess, Robo. Yeah, yeah, that's where I was confused. Because anyway, what's your, up, up, you, up, you, up, you, up, you go. Well, the, the one show I want to talk about, um, you'll probably hear me talk about every week for the next couple of weeks. Star Wars, Ahsoka. Oh, love it! Oh my goodness, the most recent episode was delightful. Dave Filoni, the showrunner, has brought to life the animated character that he created, Rosario Dawson, as the central actor playing Ahsoka Tano. Phenomenal. A little bit of a highlight from some throwbacks in the episode. I don't want to spoil it because it's so good. And particularly, it wasn't even um, like uh, dialogue that made this episode stand out, but rather some of the stark visuals in lightning Mm. strikes and changes and characterizations. Oh, my sweet Jesus, this is a great series. It's no Andor, and I know that people rave about Andor. It's still bloody great. Mark, I have a feeling, am I missing, because I haven't seen the at Clone Wars, yes. was it, that this comes off? Mm-hmm. Am I missing much? Um, I, I'm getting little references, but I, it's making sense to me without it. Yeah, I think that, that Filoni and Favreau have done a great job in making sure it's accessible. I think that you get a much deeper cut payoff if you've, you know, spent the time in the Clone Wars and, and Star Wars Rebels, the two animated series that feed really directly into this. Um but I think you get away with it. Like the catch is it's nine seasons of the Clone Wars with like 11 million episodes. Yeah, I can't be doing that. And even if you wanted to do just the Ahsoka Tano episodes, it's like 80. Like there's heaps of them. Mm. Um, good. But we even saw grabs of that in that connection as I was talking about in this latest episode. Star Wars um, Ahsoka is on Disney Plus and it is worth the price of admission alone. So All right, get us great. up and get us down. Right, what, actually, you, what are your upmogs? What are your downmogs? I'm going to upmog a couple of shows that are on air right now. You should be watching them. Upmog, huge upmog for Welcome to Wrexham Season 2. It's on Disney Plus right now. Upmog. Um, I'm also going to upmog the Newsreader Season 2, which is on ABC. Get that mog up ya. Um, It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. A couple that I want to sizzle that I'm going to sizzle for. Oh, my God. Saviour Complex. It's a documentary three episode on Binge. It comes next week. When's the 27th? I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, It's pretty bloody amazing. Up mock all over that. Uh, And I'm going to say, while the men are away, is a drama series coming to the SBSs uh, about the same time. I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday next week. And it's, it's... smart and it's funny and there's a hell of a lot of Lizzo action and um it's it's a it's a wonderful authentic tale well told big up mock yeah you're not actually meant to give us a synopsis it's just an up mock or down mock oh, well, up mock it then fine good <laughs> uh, look, sorry, I, I was going to say, I feel like I've created a monster here by saying, uh, giving you the branding of going up mock or down mock. I, 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 look, I, I'm proud of the branding. I'm proud I created it. I just feel like I've created a monster. I'm just going to anyway, lean into it. it. I'm going to lean I'll into up, it. I'll up mock that. 
Um, yeah. All right. That's <laughs> the haters. end of TV Black Box for another week. Don't forget, go to tvblackbox.com.au. It's where exclusives get dropped. It's where you find out what's happening first, and it's where people in the industry get their news. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, David. Thank you, Mulk. I'm Rob. We'll see you next time. Up, Mulk. Up, Mulk. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.